Hi, I'm Barnaby Cook and welcome to The Exit Plan, a podcast for business owners that are interested in learning more about how to sell their business. Each episode, I interview someone who's bought or sold a business, either a creative agency or a production company. The conversation gets under the skin of why they wanted to sell or were looking to acquire, how the deal was structured, how they agreed upon evaluation, and what lessons they learned along the way. Here we go. On today's episode, we welcome Joe Lewin, the founder of the suitably named platform Foundy, which is revolutionizing the business acquisition process. Joe's background includes working for a startup and founding a successful business in the e-mobility sector. Frustrated by the complexities of traditional M&A, Joe embarked on a mission to modernize it. Foundy's platform, launched in early 2022, has over 9,000 users with a cumulative buy budget of, get this, 13.5 billion and 230 live businesses for sale. Joe's vision is for Foundies to become the right move of the M&A world. The aim is to make the process smoother, faster, and more accessible for all business owners. If you're interested in listing your business for sale using his platform, I've left a link in the show notes. Hi, Joe. Welcome to the podcast. Um, Can you give um, us a bit of an introduction to who you are? Thank you for having me on your podcast, Barnaby. Much appreciated. Uh, needs platforms like this in order to help uh, give some insight into the antiquated exit process because not many people talk about it. In fact, I think it's somewhat taboo in the startup space. Investors often don't like founders that want to talk about exits, but it's where everyone makes money. So uh, I think podcasts like these, this is really important. Um, so my name is Joe. I run a company called Foundy. We are an end-to-end digital platform for business acquisitions. We've hyper-modernize the process to buy or sell a company. Founders or buyers can access all of the tools that they need uh, at at their fingertips inside our digital platform. And we're growing very quickly. Now at 9,000 users um, in October, um, we've got about 13 and a half billion pounds of cumulative buyer budget between those buyers on the platform. And um, we've got about 230 businesses live on the marketplace. Uh, for sale. And yeah, we've sold quite a few businesses now, many of which have sold in less than 30 days, thanks to our technology that streamlines the whole process. That is pretty incredible to hear because that is definitely not how it works in the traditional M&A marketplace. Um, But tell me a bit about you, like how did you, sorry, just, yeah, just tell me a bit about you and your back and your background and how what you were doing before because i know you've only recently got into got into this space sure so i went to business school i worked at a startup helped to grow it um as a first employee um to to, to quite a large scale and then realized i need to be running my own business filled off started a a sat enabled marketplace uh for e-mobility and uh, slow start, but we pivoted a few times and scaled rapidly thereafter. Hired, I think, 30 staff at peak peak season, um, depending on the time of year. And then we received bids from uh, acquirers and was quite excited by all of that, but just perplexed about the process, how to approach it, which advisors to go with. And I mean, the process was incredibly complex, expensive and opaque. Uh, and uh, got bids from multiple buyers, went through the whole journey and then ended up selling, but the whole journey to sell took yeah, over a year, but it was very painful. <laughs> so 
with that passion to modernize the process to help other founders sell their companies time and cost effectively we we built foundy uh i raised uh, just over a million quid with it with a pitch deck um and uh we we've, we've grown now yet yeah, to over nine thousand users and literally this morning we've, we've just secured a a nice vc investor to to come on board with a, a few million pounds uh to further accelerate that growth and yeah to help more founders access exit opportunities which are life-changing events yeah so when did you when did you set up foundy then um the platform went live in early 2022 and um but the idea came about in end of 2021 okay um so yeah. so you spent that first year what building the platform and Building a platform, yeah, raising a bit of capital, uh, getting the team on board. Yeah, the, the, the technology itself is 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 has been really complex to build. We're not just modernizing one part of the M and A process, but the entire length of it, from deal origination between buyers and sellers, uh, brokering, matchmaking, uh, due diligence, legal advisory, escrow, and then even post acquisition, asset migration, and, and growth and many, many different steps. So uh, it's taken a while to build out various tools and we've got lots of others coming soon, which we could talk about. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's taken a while, but we're, we're finally there now, kind of hitting escape velocity growth. So what, talk me through, you know, an example of a business that you've had on your platform that sold within 30 days. How does that, sure. how, how does that go? Yeah, sure. So we had a e-commerce agency business come on, as a serial entrepreneur listed uh, within a week. Uh, it takes about 10 minutes or so to create a profile on Foundy as a seller. It's not, it's anonymous as well. So you can discreetly list if you want to attract buyers, um, even if you're not necessarily up for sale, so to speak. And um, 10 minutes to list, they received, I believe, eight messages within a week of listing, then went through to letter of intent stage, share purchase agreement, and they were able to, to secure an offer completed, I think it was about 25 days, 26 also in total from end to end. And that's with our previous tech, but with, with other tools coming out very soon, hopefully we can do that for more and more businesses, possibly even quicker. Um, yeah. So I'm just so interested it's because it's, it saves a lot of time, hassle, stress on, on both sides, really. It's very interesting. So I'm just going through, um, I'm looking to acquire a small video production company in London at the moment. Um, But I've been going back and forth with the founder for a couple of months now on, and this is just to get the heads of terms signed. Um, I mean, we pretty much had a deal in place and then he went and found an M&A advisor to, to help him, which I, I completely understand why he went out and did that. And he's selling his company, which he's run for and owned hundred percent for the last 10 years and absolutely should do that. But that's kind of thrown a bit of a slowed things down because that advisor has to justify his fee. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, just nat- and then there's been sort of constraints with I've been traveling and he was off ill for a bit and you know, I'm just sort of interested, like, in some ways, I feel like I've gone pretty quick on this, but we're sort of two months into that negotiation stage. So, so sort of what is it about Foundy that's able to just 
speed that up to such such a large extent? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, make, make, communication can go back and forth for, for a long period of time at every stage, especially the, the brokering, negotiation and, and legal documents, by all means, they can drag out over 12 months. I think the average timeline to, to do a deal traditionally is about nine months or, or up to 12, actually. Um, but I think for businesses doing less than 5 million in revenue, um, it is possible to streamline and uh, automate uh, much of the process. Um, on the sell side, for example, um, we have founders looking to list themselves. They don't necessarily need an advisor because we've got a step-by-step -step checklist with educational tools, videos, even a glossary that explains all the jargon. So that helps a lot, I think, to streamline the process. So there is a very large opportunity still for buyers like yourself to deal directly with the founders themselves. Sounds like the broker may have slowed it down to, to a certain extent. And because we give them the tools and know-how um, to, to be able to, to do it themselves. So it's like a self-serve checkout for selling their own company. Um, so we've got the step-by-step -step checklist with education. So there's no confusion on terms or, or what to do, where to go, how to understand certain things. And then with the uh, heads of terms, so let's say you presented a heads of terms document to them, you can upload it into a new tool that we've um, uh, that we're soon introducing in the next month, a legal AI co-pilot effectively. And rather than a lawyer having to take a week to review or longer, two weeks to review that, that heads of terms, it will give this, the, the seller feedback instantly, literally within a, a minute at the, at the margin of the Word document, it will give feedback saying, um, this is suitable wording, this is not, suggest, here's a suggestion through AI of what you could uh, replace this wording with, and then that could be sent back to you. So within one day, you can sort out the heads of terms document. Um, so very, very quick, rather than having to go back and forth with multiple different parties and having to refer, um, et cetera. So okay. that's, yeah, that's legals and there's the brokering side. Eventually we would love to be able to automate the negotiation element as well, because that often can cause friction. I mean, it's your perception of strategic value, financial value, a bit dar multiples, revenue multiples and DCF and SDE calculation methods. It, it could just can go back and forth and it can lead to breakdown communication. So mm. again, we, we want to automate that so that it's fair market rate um, multiples wherever reasonably possible. Um, so yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I suppose you've still got to leave room for ensuring that it's a good cultural fit between Absolutely. the seller and the buyer, haven't Absolutely. you? So I suppose you're trying to Absolutely. remove as much of the the sort of administrative side of it as possible so that people can focus on that side. Yeah, absolutely. The culture fit, I think, is really, really important. So actually, this uh, just this morning, I had a call with a, a specialist that helps to review profiles of um, the buyer or seller, whatever context it may be, so that you can actually get to know what someone is like. And so eventually, uh, it's like a matchmaking app. We can help people come together, uh, not just because it's a strategic fit, financials, uh, but actually the, the two founders possibly the two CEOs could actually uh, be match made together through, uh, through AI, just because yeah, post acquisition deals can break down and you want to make sure it's a real um, collaborative growth strategy post acquisition. So what are the, what, um, in terms of the sellers that you've got on your platform at the moment, are you targeting certain industry? Are you completely industry agnostic? Is there a certain type of industry that you're targeting? And 
can you give me an idea of what size of businesses these are? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, so we're wanting to eventually become the right move.com of, of M&A. We want to become a singular digital platform for business owners, SMEs to list themselves, but, and also for, for, for traditional brokers, many of whom haven't really innovated for decades to come on list their, their, their clients' businesses um, and access buyers and digital tools. Sell side, the, the average size would be, it really, really varies, but between broadly 30K to 30 million in revenue, but the sweet spot's really half a million to, to 10 million revenue. That, that's where, really, where we want to settle and ideally profitable as well. And initially, key focus is on software agency and e-commerce businesses, but eventually we want to have the platform open to yeah, as you say, sector agnostic, because uh, yeah, we want to give um, all business owners a way to exit. We want to truly democratize access to life-changing opportunities to sell their businesses, because it's otherwise really, really hard um, to find buyers, find suitable advisors. Um, it's like the wild west out there, mm. <laughs> for, for, for smaller companies anyway. So you must be getting some interesting data on sort of industry multiples um what what type of businesses sell and which ones don't and that kind of stuff do you have a plan to obviously from an anonymous way but you know do you have a plan to kind of publish some of that data yeah absolutely 100 so um yeah we're constantly trying to build up aggregated data so we can give our users insights into what are the, the, the common comparables, uh, benchmarks, you could say. So, yeah, it, it does truly vary quite significantly um, depending on the type of business, sector, growth opportunity, et cetera. Software business naturally do have the most, uh, the highest multiples, especially those that have recurring income. So it, it really depends, but they often look at an EBITDA multiple, some, the minority of buyers look at uh, the uh, revenue multiple, but ideally a bit dark. So, um, yeah, it, it could it could be from five x on twelve trailing month a bit dark, but it could be up to twenty x or more. Uh, it really depends on the strategic value of of the business to the buyer uh, and negotiation uh, expertise as well of, of the founder or broker that's, that's working on it. But um, yeah, it, it valuation modeling is is such an interesting space and we are really really keen to offer more tools for that to automate it because yeah one one call with the buyer and you know body language tone and saying the wrong thing could yeah slice off quite a significant amount of uh, uh value unnecessarily to in, in, in a negotiation so what um what sort of things do you have in place for you know, there are certain things that buyers look for in businesses, right? They look for, you know, reliable yeah. recurring revenue. They look for a strong management team. They look for good systems and processes, uh, diversified client list. You know, what if you're getting a, a small, you know, service-based business turning over 300K that doesn't have any of those things listing on your, on your platform? how do you sort of deal with it? how do you sort of deal with it when it's it's a business that clearly isn't ready for a sale 
do you do you just sort of take the yeah. listing anyway or or what do you how do you approach that um we are trying to be more and more selective so that we can give the most attention to um the right clients rather than kind of spreading thinly but um the market has changed unfortunately because profitability and id higher revenues close to, to a million or more is, is 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 highly desirable so uh we, we we do work with with businesses that are loss making and have sold some which is which is positive um and at the rate that our buy network is growing i think we're we're well positioned to help loss making businesses but but also um those that are profitable but yeah, it, it is harder. It is to, to be open and honest. It, it is a lot harder selling a loss making business, and, and especially those that are doing less than than half a million in revenue. It, often the case is that, yeah, your probably best bet is finding a strategic buyer, which could well be a competitor, but there's only so many competitors in your space that could be seeking to acquire. Um, I think buyers often look at it as an opportunity cost. I think. Okay, well, if there's agency businesses, there's 10 agency businesses in their scope of interest that they might buy because they're accessing, like you said, their um, their product, their processes, their brand, their customer base, et cetera. One of them is doing a million revenue, 200K profit. Other is doing 300K. It's loss making. They probably invest about the same amount of time in doing due diligence on both companies, if not more on that smaller company because it's loss making, more risk. So unfortunately, well, Logically, it makes sense to go for the bigger, healthier, profitable business um, that doesn't necessarily require extra cash post-acquisition. Um, but so, Foundy, Foundy's work... Sorry, go on. Sorry. Uh, no, I was just going to ask, um, yeah, sort of how many, what percentage of businesses that list for sale on... I mean, it might be too soon to, to tell, but what percentage of businesses do successfully find a buyer? Um on our platform or, or just generally speaking? Well, a bit of both really, quite useful to, I've, I mean, I know there are some stats around, you know, small businesses only sort of 10% listed for sale actually do eventually sell. Um, there's some stuff that yeah. Forbes have, have done some research into this. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's an interesting one. It's, it, this is exactly the problem that we're trying to solve. It's fragmented, it's the inefficiency can, can mean that healthy businesses don't get acquired when they should. And then given that there's retirement income in there, I mean, there's a lot at stake. So we're trying to, to modernize that process, give more power back to the founders. And it, 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 I mean, I, the proportion is, is of those that are list is, is reasonably high for, for in terms of the acquisition event. Um, the, um, and, and, and you know, particularly recently, we're beginning to sell more and more business repeatedly. Uh, wouldn't necessarily be able to close a percentage as of yet, but we will. We are quite transparent with quite a few of our numbers, actually. That's on our website. Um, so, um, and but yeah, we have found that recently profitable businesses are um, just a lot more attractive, and especially those that are pushing a million revenue. As soon as you get to a million revenue, the, the number of buyers opens up significantly especially those with a golden five to one ratio of, of revenue to profit. So a million uh, to 200K a bit dull or net profit um, or 2 million or, or 400K um, revenue to profit. Um, because once you're in that one to 2 million revenue mark, you're still just about affordable enough for a high net worth individual to come in and acquire you, of which there are many, many 
acquisition entrepreneurs out there, but it's also in a sweet spot where a corporate or strategic buyer in a parallel or international market it could be a, could be a supplier or a customer that could actually buy your company. Uh, you'd be surprised um, that they could also acquire you. So you're in this kind of lovely midsection between institutional and, and, and individual buyers that could acquire them. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, in terms of, you know, I'm the, I guess the listeners to this podcast are very much in the sort of creative industries, Absolutely. creative agencies, production companies, how, I mean, I haven't actually looked at your site. Um, so uh, apologies, I should, I should get myself a profile no, and log okay. in. A, a, lot but... of, a, a lot of the listings are agency businesses, one of our most popular categories okay. actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll take a look. So there might, might be some opportunities in there for me. Who knows? Yeah, sure. While I've got you here, I just wanted to let you know a little bit about me. After having acquired a TV commercials production company earlier this year, I'm currently doing a roll-up in the video production space, and I'm looking for production companies to join my group. If you don't think you're quite there yet, I'm also spending some of my time advising smaller businesses on business growth and exit planning. So if you want to chat to me about that, drop me a line on LinkedIn. Here endeth the advert. Um, so yeah, tell me a bit about the, the sort of product roadmap and what features you've got coming up. Yeah, sure. Absolutely happy to. So, um, we, we've got a number of lovely, uh, innovations coming up in the near future to, to streamline the process and well, the end to end process. So for example, we have, uh, in the next few weeks, that self-serve checkout list. So that's a step-by-step -step instruction on, um, how to go through, how to engage with buyers, how to go through due diligence, negotiation, uh, legal documents, et cetera. And there's actual educational videos next to it. And my plan is actually similar to that of masterclass. Have you, have you watched masterclass before? Yeah. You know, with the yeah. celebrities and things, I would quite like to invite experts in each of the sections. So if it's due diligence, we might get in a seasoned veteran in due diligence on startups or, or agency businesses, or, et cetera uh to to sit with me and do the do the video which i thought would be quite interesting and they can give educational insights and tips on how to approach the process from buy side sell side um and on the legal side as well we might get a, a seasoned veteran in the in the law legal space for m a again um but all we're trying to do is just democratize access to expert tips tools suggestions in one place so that's coming out literally in the next week or two um then we've got the uh, due diligence tool. So this one's I'm really interested in. Interesting. I mean, you you said an example there, Barnaby, about you're doing due diligence on that company, going back and forth with with our new tool for due diligence. What you'll be able to do is rather than having to wait for Excel spreadsheets to be updated with profit and loss and balance sheets, of which can go out of date very quickly and expire, the a due diligence tool will pull through metrics um via api from their performance metric feeds and um, so they might be using stripe they might be using big commerce they might be using uh, google analytics and and um, zero or quickbooks and it will actually pull through numbers with with the seller's permission of course and then it will present it in a very visual format and um, graphs pie charts so that within minutes the, the phrase is complete due diligence in minutes not months and <laughs> um, and then you'll be able to view all of their metrics and uh, it's live as well. So you, yeah, 12 trailing months um, 
sort of live insights into the health and trajectory of the business. And then eventually an AI tool that would effectively act as your financial advisor in your pocket. So you can ask it questions saying, give me insights into the strengths, opportunities, weaknesses, threats of this business, and it'll scan the, the internet or look at the metrics and give you feedback saying, hey, Barnaby, here are the risks, be aware of this, but here is the incredible opportunity with the market. The business has an established position. It's got this many followers and, and uh, engagement rates and client retention and customer churn and all this stuff. That's, that's where we want to get to because 99% of acquirers out there, I'm referring to acquisition entrepreneurs mostly, they don't necessarily have the resources or, or, or need to, to hire a full-time financial analyst, but we will give you that tool within our platform utilizing AI. Mm -hmm. um, so just, yeah, just some of the many benefits and tools uh, coming up just in the next few months and weeks. So, I mean, congratulations on getting the VC on board that's that's very exciting what 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 are your plans for for growth then <clears throat> you know now that you've got that funding sure. what's the where, where are you where are you planning on taking it well i think we want to yeah it's exciting for the team really thankful for their incredible hard work to get to where we are and get the money on board um we basically want to become the home of founders seeking to sell their business here in the uk just being the go-to platform. I think we'll probably look to acquire a few relevant companies, communities, forums, platforms that are in similar markets. So in the UK at least, and again, just kind of integrate them all into our group. Um, so ironically, many of whom will, will be wanting to retire. So it's quite a nice, uh, nice way so we can help them retire and then they, we can integrate their platforms that effectively become the go-to platform to buy or sell a business here in the UK. Um, that, that, that's where we want to get to because the industry really hasn't changed for, for decades. And I think especially now with technology and digitalization, people's expectations for a modern digital-led service is, 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 is high. And yet founders, they've worked incredibly hard, blood, sweat, tears to build their business over many years. And then when they come to sell it, kind of left to this rather old school process and um yeah they're, they're kind of waiting for email updates and the like but with with our platform you can log in it's a personalized portal greets you with good morning good afternoon gives you the step-by-step -step tools and suggestions you can instant chat with buyers have templates there instant support it's it's yeah it's a very modern way of 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 streamlining process it's similar to that of seed legals you might be familiar with them or yep. deal.com click yep. up you've seen the success and and uptake of these SaaS platforms and that that is the future i think of many industries um but we, we're competing with traditional advisors we're actually going to work with them so we can give them so they can become broker partners and they can list their clients on our platform look for buy side opportunities as well and utilize our tools so it's a kind of a win-win collaborative approach in the industry um i mean just for me as a buyer if i find a deal that's off platform but wanted to use your platform to kind of take me through the process is there a scope for that absolutely 100 percent. yeah yeah our, our, our aim is to, to help buyers like yourself want to be save time effort money not dragging out over multiple months doing emails and when in 
you could use that time elsewhere. So you could bring a seller to our platform, uh, utilize all the digital tools, undertake that due diligence process, and then complete the acquisition. Um, we even have an escrow facility so you can safely make payment transfer um, as well. And the, which, the legal tool coming out will save you a lot of money with, with lawyers and things. Okay. Well, um, which brings me on to sort of what the, what the business model is and, and how, you, how you make money out of, out of this. So, sure. So, our tools, well, on the sales side, we charge a small success fee. So that's 1% to 3%, depending on the valuation. If a broker comes onto the platform and they get a heavily reduced uh, success fee, so I know that they charge a fee to their end seller, but they're able to uh, get charge a reduced rate, um, and then they can still benefit significantly. But if they're selling their clients' businesses in two months instead of 12 months, well, they win, but their client wins, etc. We have a pro-buy subscription, so it's free to join. There's no um, success fee on the buy side. Um, but if you would like to message any of the sellers, you have to pay a very, it's a very small fee. Uh, it's, it's only about £49 for six months of access. That will go up as, as more tools come into play. But what's that, £8.50 a month? It's, it's still very small. But it's free yeah. to join, free to browse around. Uh, we're going to expand our community as well because we want to make sure everyone feels really inclusive and they can help one another and learn from one another. Um, so there's lots more benefits beyond just being on the platform with, with, with our company. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking to buy a business and haven't got 50 quid lying around, um, then you're probably not a serious buyer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure. What, um, in terms of, you know, looking at creative agencies, uh, and those types of businesses, what kind of deal structures are you seeing being put together, um, through the platform? Yeah, sure. I mean, there's, there is a lot of interest with, with creative agencies. We, it, I think it's actually our biggest category on our platform across e-commerce SaaS agencies and working with a client at the moment. Um, we've got social media agencies, we've got branding agencies, um, SEO agencies, a, a complete range. Um, and there's a lot of interest, a lot of consolidation in the space. Um, and a lot of companies with AI coming in and wanting to offer quite a bit of money as well. Um, structure is, of course, founders want as much cash up front uh, as possible. Any, any seller would. Um, earnouts are slightly more common now, especially in 2023, probably 2024, just because, uh, yeah, they want to have founders a little bit more incentivized given rate of interest rates and, um, and the lack of funding compared to 2021. Also, so they want to try and get the founders incentivized. And so, yeah, earnout structures, two years, probably based on performance. Three years is quite common, though. I'd always say to a founder, try and get it down to 12 months or so. Um, I think particularly if they're buying the business and the acquirer pretty much takes full control, uh, the founder who's selling the company often doesn't necessarily have a massive influence on the success of the company post-acquisition, unless they're full-time and they're kept in as the management team. And therefore, they lose control to a certain extent of the business post-acquisition. And yet, they're tied to the performance of that company. So, yeah, shorter earnouts are always beneficial, of course. But I understand the logic of, of buyers wanting two-year, three-month, uh, three-year three uh, earnout schedules. Um, 
Okay, and that is, I suppose, that's up to the buyer to suggest the deal structure to begin with. And what, like, how does the that interaction, the negotiation around the deal structure, happen on on Foundy? Yeah, sure. I think one thing that we are looking to do more of is trying to empower founders with the tools, education, and knowledge to actually form their own heads of terms, which is unheard of. Really, it's always been a case of buyers coming to sellers with a term sheet, and then sellers kind of having to learn all of the different terms, jargon and clauses, and then responding accordingly and racking up a big legal bill. But now it's it's a case of actually, okay, this is how a term sheet works. It's a 12 page non-legally binding document. These are what you should look out for. Here are suggestions. This is possibly your asking price that you might want. I mean, it's up to them, but um, so yeah, trying to give it back a little bit, but yeah, we're trying to streamline that process of back and forth negotiation and, 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 and engagement because that's where communication can break down quite quickly and, and often unnecessarily as well. And interest can decline from buy side if the sellers haven't got everything ready. Um, so yeah. we've got a deal room tool that we're introducing very soon. It's similar to a data room, but much more advanced. So you can actually comment on the individual documents within the data room um, and it's all kind of tracked secure um, as well. That's using a third party specialist for deal rooms but it's just a lot more modern than going back and forth on emails where communication can get lost and break down um okay so yeah a lot of the listeners to this podcast are creative agency production company owners yeah. who are thinking about selling their business one day what would you <clears throat> say what what steps can they take to improve their chances of of finding a because it's great that you've got this one-stop shop and you sort of make the process easy but yep. presumably there's there's a big chunk of work that needs to happen up front to prepare that yep. business for a sale and any sort of pointers from your perspective i think would be really useful sure sure and 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 yeah i i, I warmly welcome anyone interested in, in joining our community even if you're two three years away from selling because we want to help founders uh, on their on their journey to build that deep-rooted strategic and financial value. I think we're trying to change the narrative. People often say, don't talk about the exit, don't talk about the exit, it will take care of itself, which is completely wrong. That needs yep. to change because, yep. I mean, this is exactly why your podcast exists. I agree. Fantastic platform that you've built, Barnaby, because we need to give more insights on how to build strategic and financial value. So with that in mind, and those that might be a few years away from, from selling, from a strategic standpoint, consider what potential buyers in your market might consider valuable. So that might be the customer base. It might be the brand product or technology. If you have any, um, the reach that you have, you have a strong social media following, um, any IP that's defensible, any, any protected technologies, uh, patents, even I know they're very hard to get nowadays, but all of that together creates immense strategic value and to the right buyer, they, a bit darn revenue multiples are thrown out of the window to a certain extent because they'll pay a very significant more amount of money more than the market rate because they really want those components of strategic value. On top of that, I, I would say consider what, what, who, where type those buyers can come from. And I mentioned earlier in this, this uh, podcast that it's not necessarily your competitors that, that could acquire you especially once you get up to a certain size, like a million plus revenue, it could well be companies in parallel markets that could see a cross-selling opportunity with their products or services with yours or accessing their client base 
uh, or accessing yours and then selling accordingly. So open your mind up to the possibility of acquirers because yeah, you may be surprised about where they come from um, could well be international markets in the U S or key markets in Europe. Um, and then, um, yeah, you want to basically start making noise. <laughs> I, I, my marketing manager, you've probably seen my, my content on LinkedIn. I'm, tr I'm trying to do uh, a bit of thought leadership stuff. Um, hopefully it works. Se seems to do okay, but it, it, I, I'd encourage any founder with a plan to build deep strategic value to, to post regularly, post valuable content, show that you're a, a, you have presence in the market. It, it means it has a big impact because otherwise, if you do enter an exit process in two years from now or whenever, and the buyer learns of you for the first time when you approach them in one way or another, or they see you on, they see you for sale, they haven't got that trust and you haven't got the reputation, so to speak, in an exit event until that moment. So build up those relationships, um, ad hoc. Um, I know a lot of people do is often people are friends with competitors and direct competitors that suppliers, customers, which is really good. Um, but it means a lot building up to an exit event, um, especially if the management team stays on post acquisition. Um, so that, that's strategic value the, and how to build that. Um, financial value though, what's key is, is getting to profitability if possible. And, uh, I know that the word profitability doesn't really get talked about enough, but especially in 23 compared to 2021, it's gone back to more traditional perceptions of, of, of value. No longer is it, um, <laughs> it, it, it do companies just hemorrhaging money on monthly on a monthly basis and think you'll get to, you know, huge value. It just doesn't work like that. Unfortunately, it's, it's about is the company profitable or could it be in the near future? So consider whether certain costs could be cut out, um, try and automate as many processes as you reasonably can. And there are lots of ways to do that. Some incredible SaaS tools. I've got a long list of them that just help to automate, streamline internal processes, save money uh, and boost profitability. And you can look at analytic tools and customer acquisition costs by each of the channels or it's Google ads or referrals or whatever. On that note, try and get more referrals. Organic growth compared to paid costs is so attractive to an eventual acquirer. And um, yeah, try and get your profits as high as reasonably possible, ideally above 20%, uh, a bit dar margin on, um, on, on revenue. That, anything higher than that is super, super attractive to an eventual acquirer um, and help you secure a much higher valuation. Yeah. Thank you very much for, for having me on your podcast. Really appreciate the opportunity. So it's a great platform that you've built to, to help entrepreneurs. So it's great having, having the opportunity. Yeah, great to have you on. Thank you. Much appreciated. Thank you very much for listening to the Exit Plan podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review to help other people find us. If you're wondering what's next for you and your business and want to chat about an exit plan, connect with me on LinkedIn.